You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. this morning I want to talk about our spiritual capacity. Our capacity is much greater than we understand. Everybody needs to say amen. Amen. Because once you agree with it, then what's going to happen, your capacity is going to be expanded. God will test your amen with him. Because our capacity is much greater than we understand. Our ability to bring heaven to earth is much greater than we understand. It's much greater. It's in the little things of going to work every day. That brings heaven to earth because a representative of Christ has shown up at the business. And when a representative of Christ shows up at the business, then the business is transformed by our very presence. If we have the right attitude, but we won't talk about that. We're going to talk about Ryan's attitude where he just went in and said, that's okay if you don't believe, we'll just get it worked out and you can see the change for yourself, right? But really, when we think about it, our spiritual capacity is so great. Our human capacity is so small. Our human capacity, it consists of what we're able to think about, what we're able to conceive, what we're able to believe we can do. You know, it's, it's very small, our human capacity. But when we decide our spiritual capacity is going to be the initiator of what we're going to do, then all of a sudden our human capacity is much greater than we ever thought because it is the spirit that is expanding our human ability. Amen. Okay. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, we think so small. And God is so big. And uh, even as we look at the war that's going on, all through Scripture, Israel was always the underdogs. All through Scripture, the way that followed Jesus were always the smallest number. But all through scripture, it is the God who outnumbers every enemy against us that supersedes the the odds that we are the least of the least because we are the greatest of the greatest because we belong to the king of everything. I mean, it's really, we've got to flip the switch and realize what is in front of us is nothing to compare to who is in us. It's nothing. It's nothing. This scripture out of Proverbs 15, 3, I just wanted to read it real quick. It says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. God sees everything. And I want to, today we're going to talk about how do we expand our capacity, our spiritual capacity. And One of the number one things to expand our spiritual capacity is praying in the spirit. If you just spend a couple minutes praying in the spirit every day throughout your day, your spiritual capacity will naturally expand. Praying the word expands our spiritual capacity. 
Because like I said, if we're consumed by the word, then what we do is out of the word in us, not out of our mental ability to do something. So really, it is the inside out that will expand our spiritual capacity. It is the spirit in us. It's praying in the spirit. It's declaring the word. That is what expands our spiritual capacity. When we look at a situation, if we look at it through the eyes of the spirit, then we have a much better understanding of what to do. But our normal reaction is intellect, you know, or even emotional response to it. But we're not going to talk about that because we're going to be spiritual people that follow the Holy Spirit and that our capacity is expanded because we do. We want to be able to see the reality of the spirit realm. We want to see what God sees, not what we see. What we see is secondary to what God sees. It really is secondary. And I'm going to talk about a couple of things. I want to talk about, we're going to go to 2 Kings uh, 6, 8. Because we're going to declare and, and grab a hold of uh, a couple of examples of what we're being expanded in. What our capacity is being expanded in. So 2 Kings 6, verse uh, 8. I want my spiritual capacity expanded so bad. I want, when I wake up in the morning, my eyes see the way Jesus sees you know, Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. So when I wake up in the morning, I want to see what God has for the day. I, I want to, even when I pour my coffee in the morning, I'm listening to my worship music. I want to that so infuse me. The coffee awakes me, but the music awakes my spirit. And I want to be so infused that when I go through the day, it's in alignment with the Holy Spirit, not with whatever my emotion is, whatever my tiredness is, whatever my frustration is, whatever my lack of motivation. Does anybody feel any lack of motivation lately? I felt a little lack of motivation lately. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You are not unmotivated. I'm telling you right now, you are not. So, I mean, you know, there is a war in our flesh that is superseded by the spirit infusing us if we go to the spirit first. And that's what I want. I want to, I've had 96 dreams. I told you guys I've been dreaming. So I've had 96 dreams so far. And they are, it's a lot. I'm just going to tell you, it's a lot. And I've, I've had some moments of reading back through and the Lord will start kind of giving me little insights. And then some of them, he said, these dreams I am seeding in you for the future. So you don't need to know what they mean right now because you will know when the future comes. But I want to know. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like a child telling the other day, why? Why? Why can't I know? But you know, but that's what I feel like. God wants us so hungry for more of him. He wants us to wake up in the morning and say, I can't do anything until I have heard from you this morning. I can't do anything until I have read the word this morning. I can't even breathe until I intake the breath of God. That's the way God has made us. He's made us where our very being cannot exist without him. And not everyone has come to that revelation. And that's why we pray. We need people to come to the revelation that they cannot exist without God. Without Jesus, they are nothing. 
And we've all come to that revelation and it's been in hard roads, good roads, up roads, down roads, but the revelation is here and it's made whatever road we face look completely different than it did when we were unbeliever. A hard road doesn't mean it's not hard. It just means that there's a solution from a God that we serve that will help us overcome the hard. He may not move it, but he will give us the strength to go through it, around it, dig it up, whatever needs to happen in order to accomplish what he wants to accomplish through that difficult time. So, so God is wanting our eyes to be open. Uh, the scripture I used on the, our sermon, little sermon slide, because Noah likes a sermon slide, it's, it's out of uh, Matthew 13, 11, And it says, to us have been given the mysteries. We, the believers, the believers of Jesus have been given the mysteries. And he's talking about the parables. But really, if you think about it, the world around us is a giant parable. And God has given us the answers that we need for the parable, the, the confusing things that are in front of us, the things that don't make sense. God has given us the answers for. It is he that is revealing the mysteries to his people to be released in order to bring solutions for those who will hear. Okay, back to 2 Kings. I'm telling you, God is so faithful to us. And we can look at what's going on. We can look at Israel and be discouraged and depressed. Or we can look and say, God, you are the God of Israel. So you tell me what you want to do about this. Because I'm in agreement. And I will pray and I will declare and I will send food. I will send whatever you want from me. That is what I will do. Because you have the solution. I don't have the ear to their government. But somebody does. Somebody has an ear. Someone has an ear to the generals. Someone has an ear that can speak the truth of God into their situation. I want to be the person that has the ear in the situation that needs a word from God. Just like we've heard the testimonies. Let's go back. Second Kings 6. Whew, Lord, there's some fire gonna being released today, I'm telling you. Uh, verse 8. It says, now the king of Syria was making war against Israel. Who picked that scripture, God? And he consulted with his servants saying, my camp will be in such and such. And the man of God sent, the king of Israel, uh, sent to the king of Israel saying, beware that you do not pass this place for the Syrians are coming down there. This is what we need. We need the voice from the men and women of God to be able to release the secrets that are being spoken in the enemy's camp. Then the king of Israel sent someone, this is verse 10, to the place of which the man of God had told them. Thus he warned him and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled. Amen. We want the enemy to be troubled. We want the enemy to quake at the thought that someone's going to speak his plan into a general's ear, into the prime minister's ear that can actually do something about it. That's right. He called his servants and said, will you not show me which one of us is for the king of Israel? And the one of his servants said, none, my Lord. O king, but, here's the but, we are the but. 
It did, it's not like it's, but think about it. The, the enemy is saying, what is going on? And, and, and their servant is saying, but the people of God, that's what we want. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. We want to speak those words. We want, like Chris, Chris Reed's dream, it, it needs to be disseminated to people who can make a difference in that arena. Um, I had a dream. I had two things happen in January 2023, and I didn't even know they happened. The Lord told me on Friday to go back and look at January's journal because I keep everything in a journal. So the first one was that in Arizona, my son lives in Phoenix, in Arizona, there was a white toxic cloud released. And uh, I knew it was a warning dream, and I get praying protection over them, preparing protection over Phoenix, all of that. But part of Chris's prophetic word is Arizona is one of the places for the sleeper cell. So did God give me a heads up in January that honestly I didn't actually know what to do with? I mean, I prayed for a while until I didn't pray anymore about it. Also, in Jan on January 31st, uh, 2023, this past January, God gave me a word about the rumbling in the Mideast. Iran and Afghanistan, if you listen to Chris Reed's word, it'll make more sense. But that we were going to get into a war over this. I told Karen about it, prayed about it, prayed about it. But I didn't actually know what else to do about it. And I think God is, and I do know that there are places that do this, but I think God is stirring something in us because I get enough words from you guys, from our web church, from other people in our stream, that God wants us to steward those words somehow. And we've been talking about a little bit, of, do we start a Google Docs that are government and this and that and the other? We need to pray into that. We need somebody who's administrative, which I am not. I will confess now. But but we need someone to help us because I know Matt, Gina sends me words all the time. I get words all the time and I pray into them. So I feel like, but I feel like God is teaching us how to weave the tapestry of all the pieces that he's given us so that we can be the voice of the prophet speaking into the king's ear in order to warn them about what is coming. And I know we aren't the only ones who have gotten these words. So somehow we've got to learn to link the chain. You know, remember the old, I know half of you will not, but in the old timey days, they had a chain letter and you, you know, write it and send it to the next person. They'd send it to the next person. So it would pass on. Now they call it group text, but, <laughs> but really we need something a little bit more sophisticated than that. But Real, there are words coming forth from the body who have heard the mysteries of God to be released to prevent an action or to, to overthrow something or to release wealth. We've had so many words about economic shifting and we've seen economic shift in our body, in our businesses, blah, blah. So we need somehow a way to house all this. And that's something for you guys to think about and pray about. And someone, like I said, who's administrative can uh, uh, help us figure it out. Because uh, none of us really, well, probably Karen and Chuck are, but um, that would probably not be their job. But anyhow, I, but I think God has given us the secrets from the enemy's bedroom, from his war room, that he wants us 
to be able to steward, to know what to do with, to know where to send. Maybe we're only supposed to pray. Maybe we're supposed to pray and send it to our Morningstar group or our Patricia Green group or, you know, I don't, I don't know. But I feel like God is asking more of us uh, with these words. So, but ask the Lord to let you be the person who hears the secret for your sphere of influence that will disarm the enemy and bring breakthrough for the people that you're responsible to. So that's one. Go after the secrets of God that will bring breakthrough. We need, we need the secrets of God over this Israel situation, over these sleeper situations. We need the secrets of God over our um, half-hearted commitment to what's going on. We, we need God's heart. And the only way to get that is to spend time with God. We won't get it being, you know, drive-bys. God is not a drive-by God. He's not a drive-by God. He's a God that wants someone who loves him. And we all do. We want to spend, pe we want to spend time with people who love us. So that's first. Number one, ask God to give you secrets. And then we'll figure out what to do with all the secrets. This is the second part of it, and it's verse 14. Uh, it says, oh, so uh, let me, I'm not going to read all of this, but it says, you know, they decide to go to war against them. And in verse, uh, I believe this is 16, it says, uh, yeah, therefore send the horses and the chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And, and they're going after Elisha. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said, alas, my master, what shall we do? We need to have the answer for that. We need to have the answer. And for this particular thing, we need a seer anointing to be able to see in the spirit realm and know what is happening uh, by the voice of God. Some people are like, I don't, I don't want a seer anointing. But I think we should all want one. I think we should all want one. I remember a long time ago, uh, someone told me that a seer anointing means you can see demons all the time. And I was like, uh, that would not be my thing. But God gave me a seer anointing and he uh, voided the demons for me. So, Amen. Amen. <laughs> so God will customize the gifting that he has for you to fit what he's called you to do. Amen. And my call is not spiritual warfare all the time. Some people's are, but mine is not. Mine is to see what heaven is doing so I can release it. So God will customize. Don't worry about what you think it is. Just know that God will fix it to fit you. He tailor makes. He tailor makes it for you. Yep, that's right. So he goes on and uh, verse 17, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open our eyes, open all of our eyes. Open our eyes that we may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So you know, if God will open our eyes so that we can see, we will have a much greater understanding on what he's doing. And just imagine if you were completely surrounded, just think about your house was completely surrounded by gangs. And you're like, Lord, open my eyes to see. And what you see is 
thousands of angels and chariots, you're not going to be as worried about the gangs, are you? So if we will ask the Lord, whisper in our ear, give us the secrets that we need. Let our eyes see what you are doing. Make us completely sensitive to everything that's going on that we need to be responsible for. I don't need to be sensitive to everything that's going on. I need to be sensitive to everything that's going on that's within my realm of assignment. So ask him to open your eyes, open your ears, open your ability to see, give you dreams, give you visions, give you words about what's going on. And like I said, I believe that God is making an entryway for us to be, uh, not to be, to have a greater impact, just like that Daniel scripture I read earlier, for great exploits. He's calling his people for great exploits. The other thing is, I think we need to keep praying for the greater capacity to defend with victory. And I, last week I was reading about David's mighty men. And I don't know if you guys know the story of David's mighty men, but they were, they were not the cream of a crop. Let's just put it that way. But David developed them into the cream of the crop. I mean, they became the best. And let, I was just going to share a few things that they did. So one of them killed 800 men at one time. Talk about being outnumbered. I mean, when you go back and read the word and you think, that makes no sense in my natural mind. But our God is the God who is the warrior. He sends what we need. So one killed 800 men at one time. One fought a whole army with his sword stuck to his hand. He couldn't even get his, his sword unstuck. A whole army. One stood in the middle of the field and defended it and killed the Philistines. Killed them all. One. These are one men. We need to declare that those fighting men and women out there will be like David's mighty men and be able to destroy and tear down and kill those terrorists that are coming against us. We need those kind of men. We need the Jehus that are going to pull down Jezebel's whole throne. And one lifted his spear, just his spear. And we don't even have spears, but anyhow, against 300 men and killed them. And if you go back through, I think it's in 1 Samuel, uh, I'm sorry, it's in uh, uh, Second Chronicle. It's either in, oh, never mind. I'm not going to guess. Just Google it. Because it's in my mind, but I don't know which one's right. I think, it's, I think it's 2 Samuel 23, where it talks about David's mighty men. But if you go through and just read their exploits and just think, Lord, put that anointing on our fighting men and women. We've sent a carrier ship out to the Mideast, to the water. Put that anointing on the, the military men of Israel. Put that anointing on them where they are able to overcome such great numbers of enemy warriors against them. One person, one person, one person. So that's what we want to be. We want to be like David's mighty men. In whatever sphere of influence we're called to war, that we will have such an impact that it won't be little by little. It'll be destruction by destruction. Where we're supposed to bring down the strongholds, it won't be one tiny 
you know, just barely making a dent. No, God, the whole stronghold's coming down because we carry that anointing of mighty men. We, we are powerful people of God. We are like, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Gideon, poor little Gideon. I'm the least of the least. Well, he ended up being the greatest of the greatest. That's who we are. That's who we are. So remember that we want that spiritual intelligence. We want to live by the spirit and what he has planned for the day, what he has planned for this war, what he has planned for our nation. We want to live by that in everything, our family, our business. But right now we're talking about war. We want to live by his indicators, not our own intellect. Remember, we, the spirit our spirit knows before our mind can understand. The spirit has prepared us before our intellect can even grasp it. That's the reason sometimes we feel so stirred up because we're in the middle of stepping into something that our brain doesn't, our mind doesn't know yet. So we're, our mind is warring against the spirit that's preparing. And we have to, we have to follow the spirit because he's prepared the way and then the flesh and the mind can go behind it. Kicking and screaming sometimes, but definitely behind it. I mean, truly, it is kicking and screaming sometimes. We also, so we're, we've talked about, we want to follow the spirit, number one. Number two, we want eyes to see. We want ears to hear the whisper of God. We want to see in the spiritual realm. We want to hear the whispers. And the last thing I'm going to talk about, and I'll wrap it up, is we want to discern the reality of what's in front of us. We've got to be able to discern the reality of God. And I'm not going to read this whole thing. Everybody knows the story. In Numbers 14, where they sent out the spies, we are, uh, I guess we're what we would call, we are uh, the spiritual spies of God on this earth, right? But uh, instead of the CIA, I don't know what we are, but uh, we're heavenly. We're HIAs. We're heavenly uh, uh, investigators, but we're ambassadors. You know, we're not an association. We're ambassadors of God. But anyhow, so Numbers 14, we have the spies. They're going out. And, you know, the real problem was is that the majority of them saw with their natural eyes. They saw with their flesh. We only had two that could see with their spirit. We need to shift the numbers. We need to be the majority who can see with our spiritual eyes. So they've gone out to check it out. Numbers uh, 14. I'm just going to read, I think, verses 6. Uh, just a couple of verses. I'm kind of shaking over this. I feel like God wants to just impart this to us. So it says, verse 6, it says, But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of, I don't know that name, I can't say it today, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel. So they were able to see what God had. And they were grieved and broken that the others couldn't see. All they could see is what was in front of them, the giants of the land. All they, they couldn't see the milk and honey that was promised, that was prophesied, that Moses sent them to go spy out. All they could see was the fear 
inside themselves, in their flesh, not the power that God had given them to take the land. Fear is one of the greatest strikers against us because we build narratives around why something can't actually work. We build narratives around, oh, well, if I do this, then this is probably going to happen. They'll probably say this. Oh, I'll probably lose my job. We build narratives around to keep us safe so we don't actually have to step and do anything. We've all done it. I've done it. I've built narratives. So they go, and he says, the land we pass through to spy out is exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into the land and give it all to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. We have to be able to see in the spirit realm. We have to be able to see where God is sending us and not rebel against the fear that we carry that we're not going to be able to accomplish the mission that God has given us. Now that literally, if you think about it, it doesn't even make sense. God's given us assignment and we're afraid we can't accomplish it. Then what does that make God to us? If he sent us on assignment for us to accomplish, that makes him inept. That makes him without power. That makes him like the person sitting next to me. Ain't got nothing to get me there. I mean, when you think about it, when you think about the way we respond to the call of God, it really shows us what we think about the God we serve. Do we trust him to take us through? Now, it doesn't mean it's not, it's not going to be difficult. I mean, Lord, just talk about it. She's like, I ain't doing that. I rebuked that assignment. I mean, but you know what? She knows her God. She got up. She drugged somebody with her. And it was by the grace of fellowship that she was able to do it. I mean, think about it. And she saw the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And so they go through all this. In verse 10 it says, And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of God appeared in the tabernacle of the meeting before all the children of God. You know, people are going to want to stone you because you're going to step out in a realm that they cannot understand. When you step out in the spiritual realm of God, when your spiritual capacity is expanded so that when you drive down the road, you know that I need to turn right here in the way that I don't ever go because it's a sign from God that I'm moving in a different direction and you're going to go. And the person in the car says, why are you going right? That's not the way we go home. No, no. It is God's assignment. Whether I'm avoiding, whether I'm just learning to obey, I don't know what it is. All I know is I've got to do what God tells me to do. And you know that people are going to want to verbally stone you. That wasn't really God. Do you really think that was God? I think that was your, I had someone say that. I think that was your imagination. I did. I, I gave a prophetic word in my old church a long, long time ago. God, I've been part of 20 years ago. And I had one of the elders come up to me and say, I think that was your imagination. And I was like, I wasn't offended because I know them. I, you know, I was like, huh, okay. They can think what they like, but God is God and he's instructing us and there is accountability around us. 
So we have to do what God has called us to do in order to shift the atmosphere that we just talked about earlier. It takes the Joshua and the Caleb in order to fight the others that are trying to hold back the move of God. Sometimes you have to fight with others in order for the move of God to go forward. And you say, oh, no, we're all good Christians. and we No. And it doesn't mean they have to go with us. It just means you can't let them hold you back. Because if you let them hold you back, it's as good as being disobedient to the Lord and not believing that he will fix, you know, they're in charge of theirs. But I'm only in charge of mine. So if theirs is a no and mine is a go, I got to go and he'll take care of their no. We got to understand that this is a time that we will definitely see separation. We're seeing it now in the body of Christ. We are seeing the separation over Israel. We're seeing the separation now. But we have got to learn a biblical worldview in order to know where are we going to be separated at? Are we going to be separated with this go? Are we going to be separated with those who say no? We got to figure it out. We've got to figure it out. Okay. Okay. I think that's about enough. But I want us to remember that we may be the minority in the move of God. But we've got to decide, are we going to go as the minority, knowing that we're outnumbered? We're probably outfunded. We might be the underdog. And the circumstances may not be to our liking. But God is God, and where he calls, he will take care of, he will provide, and he will be clear in sending us forward. Amen? Amen. Amen. Oh, I have to say one other thing. I want us to also pray about the accusations of the enemy. You know, part of what the separation is going on in this country, just in our nation, is there are so many twisted lies that trying to find the truth it's very difficult to unweave the, this woven lie. It's really like a, a ball of yarn that's all knotted up, trying to unweave, trying to help uh, someone see what the truth is. It is very difficult. And one of the things, uh, I don't know if y'all know who Mike Bickle is at IHOP, but one of the same things he said is that we're seeing is the accusation of the enemy is causing sound-minded people to believe strange, hostile thoughts and have accusation against other turning one to another, turning against one to another. And that is what's happening. Sound-minded people, sometimes you hear what's being said and you're like, I mean, in the, you know, it's like, I'm going to go pick up milk at the store. Oh, no, it's orange juice. No, it says milk right here. No, it's orange juice. You're like, it doesn't even make sense. And that's how you know it's demonic. When it's lost all logical thought, when, they're, when you can't even, you're like, I mean, I, I looked at some of the headlines the other day and I was like, it doesn't even make sense. I mean, literally, there is, you can't even make an intellectual thought process. You can't even flow chart it. Come on. Uh, so, when you see that there is the twisting of the minds coming up with thoughts that are rational, they are 
unintelligible. You can't even, you can't even process through what is being said then you know it is demonic warfare. And that we know for the last 20 years has been the battle, is the twisting of the minds, the lack of real truth. Everything's relative. Your truth is your truth. Your truth is your truth, which is a lie. Everybody doesn't have their own truth. That is a lie. Don't anybody believe that? And they're, they're like, well, you be you. Well, I am being me, but I don't even know who you are. I mean, we've really got to pray that the minds of the people will be released from the demonic stronghold of lies that have been woven inside their very fabric of their thought. It, this is a problem. Children, our children, oh God, we, we need to battle for our children's minds because they are being tormented by lies that, I mean, if, if somebody told that, to us when we were in school, we wouldn't have believed it. But now there's no form to be poured in. There's, there's no foundation to be poured in. And what's being poured in is so twisted and demonic and obscure that it's, we're having a hard time sorting their minds out. So anyhow, but just pray about that too. So uh, like I said, just, just ask the Lord, expand my spiritual capacity. That's what we want. So if you guys will stand, I'll just pray that over us. Just to, I'm going to release that over us because I feel like it's already happening. But sometimes when we talk about it out loud, it makes a greater way for it to pour in. So Father, I am just releasing and expand capacity in the spiritual realm over us. We want eyes to see in the spiritual realm. We want ears to clearly hear the whispers of your strategy, to hear the demonic plans that are being spoken in the war rooms. Lord, we want an avenue to release those things so that the right people that have the right authority is able to take it and run with it. Lord, increase our accuracy. May we have the gift of Samuel where our words do not fall empty to the ground, that everything we speak from, from the mouth of the Lord is fulfilled. Lord, and give us that, that, uh, that burning warrior inside of us that we are going to war for this battle that's going on uh, in Israel. We're going to war for our nation not to be uh, attacked and, and destroyed. We're going to war for the clarity of minds, Lord, that people will have the mind of Christ, that everything that sets itself up against you will be torn down, Lord. And so God, just give us, we want to be like David's mighty warrior. We may not have shields and, and swords and uh, spheres in the natural, but we have it in the spiritual. So make us like them where one word, one prophetic declaration can destroy 300 attempts to create disaster in our nation. Give us that power and that authority to, to bring down the strongholds that have set itself up against us, Lord. Lord, we are agreeing with you. Whatever your plan is, that is our plan. Whatever your assignment is, we are a go, not a no. Whatever you want, that's what we want. And so we declare your word in this house that where you go, we will go. We will follow you, Jesus, in every step, in every way, and honor your name as we do. And we just bless you and honor you, Lord. 
Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.